Hi, Mike Gibson, Mark Sabatine, coming to you live from ACC 2017. Mark, great presentation on the Fourier results. Talk to us a little bit about uh, the landscape. You know, we all know the results, but talk to us a little bit about some of the hot button issues like why wasn't there a reduction in mortality? You know, yes, lower is better, but maybe as longer is better as well. Go right. through some yeah. of the, the behind the scenes stuff. So we all seem to think that lipid lowering saves lives. Does it? Did, yeah, it, did uh, it in the 90s and it doesn't now, or what? Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's right. I think if you look back at the older placebo-controlled trials, um, you know, very few of them showed a statistically significant benefit on mortality. Some that were powered for that did, and 4S is a good example. Right. Lipid did as well. Um, 1994, you know, though. Right. Yeah. So 4S was right. You know, published in 1994, uh, and the mortality curves didn't diverge for about a year and a half, mm -hmm. two years. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the more recent trials for more intensive lipid lowering, uh, versus patients who are already on moderate intensity statin therapy, none of them showed a significant reduction in, in, in CV death. Now, you know, as cardiologists, uh, I think we believe that by preventing heart attacks and strokes, that has good long-term consequences, and I, I do fully believe that. I don't think you're going to see that over two to three years. The, the other thing that we found was that there was uh, favorable trends for death due to acute MI and death mm -hmm. due to acute stroke. And you know this as an experienced you know, clinical trialist. You have to look carefully at the endpoint and what the makeup of it is. Those events, which you know, logically would flow from lipid lowering, were only about a quarter of our CV deaths. And per the, the recent uh, or the current uh, definitions for CV death, it also includes sudden cardiac death which we might think of as arrhythmic deaths, but in reality in clinical trials, those are unwitnessed deaths. Found a dead and lazy boy with remote control in hand. <laughs> yeah, is, and, you know. yeah, and so those are very hard. You know, some of them may be related to acute MI, but many of them won't be and aren't going to be modifiable. So you know, if you look at the, the case fatality rate for MI in Fourier, it was about mm -hmm. 5%. If you look back to the 4S trial you mentioned, right. it was five times that rate. Right. So I think we, we are preventing the right events, both fatal and non-fatal, but there are other ways that patients can die and that lipid lowering isn't going to affect that. Right. And the baseline LDL back in the period of 4S was... Yeah, 180 you know, to 190 milligrams. 190 milligrams. Yeah. So you're 100 points lower there. So, you know, I think people have to put all that into context, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, the other point for lower is better. I, I think this, this absolutely uh, validates that. Uh, as, uh, as Chris said recently, we were chatting, he actually pointed out it really should be lowest is best now. And I think right. that's actually right. yeah. a good way to, to think about it. And we've seen, as you mentioned, from 4S going from the 180s down to the 120s or so, and then care from the you know, 120s, 130s down to 100, and of course prove it from 100 to 70, and then improve it from 70 to the mid-50s, all have looked good uh, for reducing uh, MI and stroke, and now we see in Fourier from 90 down to 30 also looks good. So, you know, I hope these data will remind people um, of really the simple biology. LDL cholesterol is a risk factor, mm -hmm. and we want to get that risk factor down. And I think it just amounts to getting the absolute level as low as you can. The absolute level, yeah. You know, um, now the other, I think the real winner here was the LDL hypothesis, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether it's statins, it doesn't matter That's whether right. it's etamide, it doesn't, right. it could be a PCSK9. Uh, lower is better, but on a millimole per millimole basis, 
all LDL lowering looks like it's similar, whether you get there by yeah. a statin or PCSK9. Is yeah, that that, right? I think that's absolutely right, and that's been validated you know, both in genetic studies with genetic variants across a half dozen genes. All of them have exactly the same risk reduction uh, or lower odds of an MI. Uh, and similarly for the trials, and we, we had a, a meta-regression that came out in JAMA last year that, that Mike Silverman, one of our fellows, did. And across nine different interventions, you know, it all lined up in general quite nicely, especially for those that, that worked by upregulating the LDL receptor. Mm -hmm. you know, it lined up beautifully, just as you said, per millimole per liter mm -hmm. reduction in LDL cholesterol, you get the same clinical mm -hmm. benefit. Mm -hmm. Lower is better, but longer is better too. Um, and uh, you know, had you gone longer, you would have seen greater absolute reductions, uh, mm -hmm. you know, smaller NNTs, yep. and, and the story would have been quite different. So uh, talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, 4S was much longer, and all the statin trials are usually four or five years. This yep. was about half the time, right? Yeah, I, we started the trial with the intention of it going about four years. Um, it turns out that the uh, event rate uh, for the key secondary endpoint, which is how the trial was powered, was about 50% higher than we mm -hmm. had planned. Uh, it was an event-driven trial. Uh, as you can imagine, there was a desire by many of us to go as long as possible. Sure. But for any of these trials, there are practical constraints and demands on the sponsor. And so um, this is where we, we, we uh, wound up. As you point out, we saw just like in the statin trials that the benefit grew over time. Uh, and so for fatal or non-fatal MI or stroke, there was a 19% reduction in the first year, but a 33% reduction beyond that. Um, I think for all the statin trials, it shows that it takes you, you know, at least a year to two years to get to that steady state. Uh, and that, that's exactly what, what, what we observe for that. So I think Overall, it's highly consistent. The other point that you raise um, that's an interesting sort of philosophical issue is that longer is better. And you know, we see that in the genetic studies where lifetime yeah, exposure. even small yeah. reductions in LDL have a much bigger benefit than if you look to see for the same LDL reduction in a clinical trial, which, as of you course. point out, has a horizon of about four or five years. Um, and so our guidelines you know, currently sort of focus on risk, and that's understandable to a certain extent. But the notion that we're not going to treat our patients aggressively until they have their MI or stroke, right. and then we're really going to get in there, right. seems a bit backwards. Now, obviously, there's the economics of it, and that'll sure. be an important issue sure. as well. But I think biologically, what you said is right. You know, lower is better, and the longer you keep it low, the better still. And uh, once you show that there's reduction in MI, the first question is always, what kind of MIs were these? Were these yeah. STEMIs, and stemmies Were they, you know, was this troponinitis that was being uh, prevented, yeah. or were these big MIs? So can you tell us more about the size of the MIs and types of MIs that were prevented? Yeah, we, we don't have the data yet, as you can imagine, for a, a, a um, population of patients with stable cardiovascular disease. Uh, these are going to be spontaneous MIs, so the sorts of MIs we hope our patients don't have. We don't want them to come into the hospital with an MI, so they're triggered, they're triggered by clinical symptoms. Um, but we do have data for that. We're going to dig in, and uh, I, as you say, it'll be very useful to see the exact size of the MI, the magnitude uh, of it, STEMI, non-STEMI. Uh, we plan on, on doing all those analysis. 
Finally, cost. That's been the hot-button issue. Um, you prevent stroke in addition to MI, and the strokes that are prevented are largely ischemic strokes, I'm sure. Right, that's right. And um, having done some cost-effectiveness analyses in the past, ischemic stroke is a costly outcome. Mm -hmm. uh, what can you say about you know any kind of cost-effectiveness of this kind of strategy? I know it, it depends upon the pricing, but yeah, no, I think you know it's a good question. I, I view it as sort of a kind of a two-component question. Um, the first is a physician. I think my primary duty is to reduce my patient's risk of MI and stroke, and so I'm going to use all the tools that are available and safe to do so. Uh, and so in my mind, for patients with stable cardiovascular disease, I want to treat them you know, lifestyle, diet, intensive statin therapy, uh, zetamibe, if that will get them down to a low LDL. And as you point out, you know, based on FORIA, I, I think we should get our patients below a millimole, below 40 milligrams per deciliter. I think 20 to 25, you see benefit all the way down. And so I would add a PCSK9 inhibitor to do that. Now, second component is uh, if at a societal level, or as a, as a, as a profession, uh, we want to say there's a limited source of resources and we're going to have to start to ration healthcare, and that would be true for oncology, rheumatology, many of these uh, uh, subspecialties have very expensive drugs, but then there may be hard choices to make. In that case, you know, I think the most logical approach is to look to see what the absolute risk reduction is, and that's going to be a function of the patient's baseline risk plus their starting LDL, because that is what will determine what their LDL drop will be with the drug. Right, right. Well, it's great to get people down to an LDL of 30. Are we just creating a bunch of obese hunter-gatherers, essentially? <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. congratulations, yeah. Mark, on a landmark study. Very proud of you. Hey, great work. Hey, thanks great a lot. Thanks for having all me. All of you at Timmy. And thanks for joining us here live from ACC 2017.